so this sounds strange, but for some reason, um, like I, well, that's, this is not the strange part. I get up really early in the morning. So once I get 3.45, I was up this morning 15 minutes early. Um, because usually it's four o'clock, which I'm happy to get up at four o'clock because that's the normal time normal human beings get up. Um, I just can't stay up late, but I kind of, I get up early because I want to have a cup of coffee and say my prayers, but I got distracted this morning a little because I started watching these videos of, and they're kind of funny, of this guy who, um, okay, this is weird, um, who confronts people in uh, parking lots about leaving their shopping cart just right there in the middle, which I just read the study, just there's all these hints whether somebody is a narcissist. And one tiny red flag is that if you don't put away your car, shopping cart, there's a high probability that you're a narcissist. Anyhow, and this guy, this, the part that was entrancing was not people leaving the shopping carts out. That's so normal. That he was so dang nice. He was so nice to people, but of course he's filming him. He's nice to say, hey, hey could, you know, would you mind just for the person who's going to pull in, put your shopping cart away? And it's kind of funny because people's reaction, he's being super nice. They either claim to be a victim and they'll say, well, I have a bad knee. And I'll say, really? Then how are you able to go around that whole shopping? <laughs> and he says, the shopping return thing is right there. <laughs> or they'll start cussing and yelling at him. One woman says, uh, accused him of being a racist. <laughs> so they're always the victim. And one guy says, well, you know, I, I'm a, I don't want to. It could chip my, my paint. And he said, really, I think the person who's going to pull into the parking lot is going to chip theirs. But anyhow, the point being is that I got, unfortunately, I was distracted because I've, I have done that once. But so often I want to say to people, but I was like, keep your mouth shut. Really, it's right there. You could return it. Um, but they're not going to, even if you call them out, because no offense, I think they do. They love either their themselves or just their tiny, tiny family. So they go through life, if you're a narcissist, with just tiny love. The opposite is actually supposed to be us. Because, gonna, like St. Paul, in the f uh, first reading, this is really bizarre. He calls people beloved, lover. Now, could you imagine how weird that is if priests did that today? What if went up to you and said, lover, how... <laughs> Do you, you know what I mean? But, and he's not just doing it because he's shocking. Believe it or not, that is our theology. Uh, Paul is preaching the resurrection, but we are lovers. We are beloved. And if you doubt me, there's huge... It's one of the themes of what it means to be church is church makes us lovers, beloved. And so religion is a wedding itself. And I know I mentioned this, but chapter 14, in the Gospel of John, he keeps putting in these wedding symbols. So this is also the same gospel for this weekend, but I'm going to explain it because I love it. So um, uh, Jesus says to the apostles, and it's a great speech, uh, uh, 
Gosh, now I forgot. Do not be troubled. You have faith in God, have faith in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If there were not, you know the rest of it. Now here's the interesting part. That is not Jesus' real uh, true words. You know what that is? That's a wedding speech that every groom has to have memorized. Every Jewish groom has to have that speech memorized. So Jesus is quoting part of the wedding ritual. And the wedding ritual starts like this. So I'm just quick background. When you get married, you're washed, you're anointed with this oil, you get this white garment. Jesus wears it at the Last Supper. You have a crown. Jesus has a crown. Um, And then you have this sacrifice, the Eucharist. Uh, And you're completely married. But after you're completely married, it sounds strange, Jews, the groom would go away and build a dwelling place onto the family compound. So add on for the family. Then, and it's called the times of separation. Then, um, then he would come back with uh, all his family in this tor- torchlight parade. And then he would say to the bride, this memorized speech, in my father's house, there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have said that I will come back to you and take you to myself so that where I am, you may also be. And then the bride and the groom are escorted to the new home, and then for seven days, uh, this wedding banquet starts. And so Jesus uses this speech at the Last Supper. Baptism confirmation is a wedding. The Eucharist is part of this wedding ritual. And the second coming, the second coming is when the groom comes to escort you, really, to heaven. Um, So in the book of Daniel or John, the second coming is not like Protestants of the rapture of Jesus is ticked off. The second coming is uh, the groom coming again to take us to the wedding feast of heaven. Um, And anyhow, that took me a long time to get there. But the point being is that the Eucharist, uh, religion, is this wedding between us and God. We are wedded to love itself. And so we love everyone. So the reason why St. Paul would greet people by saying lover, beloved, is he's really falling for this idea of church is filled. We are married to love itself. And so we put away our shopping carts. we take care of the poor. We take care of others because we can see other people as beloved. Married to love itself, we just don't love our own kind. That's a sickness. Uh, we love everybody because that's what the groom Christ does. Um, we do things for others. Religion is this wedding to love. Hello, this is Father Len McMillan. I'd like to take a moment to thank you for listening to our podcast. If they've been a blessing to you, I'd also like to invite you to prayerfully discern supporting the podcast financially. Your generosity would help support the ongoing production and distribution of the podcast. If you'd like to make a donation, you can simply click the link in the podcast description. Be sure to tell us your donation is for the podcast in the comment section of the submission form. Again, thank you for your support as we seek to share the good news of the gospel. May God bless you for your generosity.